We're Not Dead, a story of fan survival. Episode 11 of We're Not Dead, the official community podcast for We're Alive. I'm your host, Brittany Brumbacher, and I am joined by Greg Miller. Bobberockerocker! Bobberockerocker! <laughs> Can't really do anything with your last name. Miller? Miller. Well, mine's a normal name. No, like, mine's a normal name, Brittany. Whatever. German, bitch. Beesball is joining us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. What about it? We were supposed to be joined by somebody else this week. However, that person bailed. Shame, shame, shame. So now we're stuck with this kid again. I'm the C string. You said it was a girl. It was a girl, but I wasn't going to you know, make that distinction over the podcast, but I guess I will Well, we not. just did. Too late. Way to fail us, female. Now Brittany's here once again. You've seen me in person, Greg. You know I don't have a penis. <laughs> You're close enough. You're as close as we can get right now on short notice. <laughs> <laughs> Closest to a real girl. So what's going on, guys? Anything new, exciting, Greg, next week? Live performance. April 16th, Meltdown Comics. Buy your tickets at zombiepodcast.com. Can't wait. So many people are... You got unknown causes. Sergio flying in from New York. Crazy de- dedication. Mm-hmm. Here's a fun one for you. I was I was at the WonderCon this weekend uh, here in San Francisco doing some work, getting a demo of a video game, and I finished it, and it was a guy from LA. He's like, you want to... You know, he, I had met him a few days ago. He's a PR guy. He's like, hey, cool. You know, what'd you think of the game? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, you know, do you want to hang out tonight? I'm not leaving until like nine o'clock. I'm like, oh, I can't. I got to write all this stuff up. But I'm like, you live in L.A., right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, have you ever heard of We're Alive? And he goes, yeah. <gasps> and, I, and I go, what? You have? We're Alive? And I, yeah, I like totally, <laughs> totally derailed my entire th- – I'm like, wait, we're, we're Alive. He's like, yeah. I'm like, the zombie podcast. He's like, yes, I know it. I listen to it, yes. I'm like, are you aware they're doing something at the Nerdist <laughs> on the 16th? He's like, no, no. Over, and I'm like, at Meltdown Comics. He's like, I live right by that. I'll totally come. I'm like, all right. I'm on that show, and I host the community podcast as well. It's like, oh, I had no idea. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I yeah. know, because, I mean, you know, We're Alive is popular, but, you know, you, you have, like, this whole feel, like, planned out. You're like, have you heard of We're Alive? And usually they'll say, you know, no. no and then you go into oh. this grand old thing and how it's the most amazing thing ever. Yeah, it's, oh, it's an audio drama. You know, it's like it's like War of the Worlds, but it's zombies and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, cool. Yeah, I was so, blown away. we'll have to meet this – well, I'll have to meet this kid. You will. Awesome. You will. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so uh, before we start going into 20-3, uh, the Wayside Flowers advertisement last week. That was we blew easy, it. We oh. did. We suck. We're the worst. Like you, you and I are just the worst fans ever, Brittany. We really are. We should not be hosting this podcast right about now. Probably. Yeah, it was an Easter egg for Peg's flower shop. Was it? I totally did not catch that. I, I, I mean, 95% of it probably didn't catch it, but. Well, yeah, we thought it was funny because we're like, Wayside, hmm. We're like, know. oh, it's back, awesome, ads. Yeah, apparently there was a big old chat box conversation about this on the official forums, www.zombiepodcast.com slash forum. If you register, there is a 24-7 chat box. Which I enjoy. I enjoy it more than the forum. I like the instant gratification of talking to people. I should probably get it out of the way that I, I totally screwed up again and did not listen to this episode. Shut up. No, you listen to it, you <laughs> jerkweed. So the episode starts out with TARDIS and Bricks. They are supposed to be somewhere, but they have to make a pit stop. Well, actually, TARDIS, or we can call him TAR, if you guys have a preference. I like TAR. You like that's TAR? What, that, if that's what Scar's calling or Scratch, sorry. If that's what she's calling him out. That's I think of TAR Pit. I add the D. Tard? Oh, bees. Okay. <laughs> so they make a pit stop by the furniture store. TAR leaves Bricks behind, and he leads Lizzie inside the store. 
Tar- okay, I have to say TARDIS because that's why I have my notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> so TARDIS forces Lizzie onto the bed, starts smacking her around. We hear the sound of him unbuckling his pants and the sound of clothing being removed. Now, at this point, my fist is in my mouth. Like, I am freaking out. Yeah. We talked about this last week. This is like what I really do not. Yeah, we did not think it was going to go here. Yeah, I did not like, uh, I do not like the, uh, the. Uh, I don't like rape being a part of it. Like, it's it's like, the, not that I don't like it as far, what well, that sounds weird. I, it's, just, <laughs> it's just as a story thing, totally creeps me out. You know what I mean? Like, that's like the worst thing. Like, if she got murdered, I think I'd be okay, more okay with that. Than, than like, getting raped, totally. Raped. Yeah. Yep. And me listening to it, unable to do anything. Aw, oh, you just want to bust in there and save the day. Totally. Okay, so Lizzie kicks Tardis. He then pulls out his knife and cuts her. So this guy is whacked. And he says he can't enjoy himself while Lizzie is muffled. So he takes off whatever was around her mouth. A towel, I'm assuming it was. Something. Something was muffling her. He takes a it gag. off. He had a gag. Yeah, a gag, yeah. So she, mm, so she can enjoy it. So he can enjoy himself. So Lizzie throws up. Uh, Bricks walks in to tell Tardis that someone is outside. And after dismissing Bricks, Tardis decides to make it quick. But then he changes his mind and tells her to get up. Lizzie throws up yet again. Scratch busts through the door, demanding to know what is taking so long and why they haven't met up with everyone else. Have you guys missed Scratch? Yeah, of course. No. What? I I love her, her, the actress. She has such, she's one of the best voice actors on the cast right now. Ah, man, I I just want to choke her because her character is so annoying. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what she's supposed to be, though. She's totally, you know, she's supposed to be bad. That's why it makes sense. It's not bad. She's more like annoying. I just want to like, shut up. You're stupid. Quit screaming all the time. It's like listening to Kratos. She's raging. I, I always picture as a, a younger Ursa from uh, 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 Superman 2 or Superman 1 2 <laughs> as well. I haven't seen that, so I can't uh, say What? That. No, you okay, seen wait. Superman 1 I lied. Or two? I lied. No, no, no. Okay, no, okay. This is the thing is I have seen Superman and Superman 2. I watched the marathon one time on TV, and I have like the most terrible memory. So I'm sure I've seen this person. I just don't have a recollection of what they look like. So That's don't crazy. hate me. It's okay. too late. Hate is going well, hate. The hate. I got hate now. Okay, so yeah, Scratch is back in her PMS roid form. Uh, <laughs> that's exa- That's a good way to put it. Oh, well, yeah. So Scratch hears Lizzie whimpering in the background. When Scratch asks who that is, Bricks tell her that it was the girl that they found. Now, at this point, Scratch is even more roidy and PMS-y because Bricks <laughs> nor Tar told her anything about finding a girl. So Scratch asks Tar what he was doing. Lizzie begins to tell Scratch when Scratch says she didn't ask Lizzie and makes mention that she does know who she is. So Scratch cuts Tar and says, I hear you do something like this again. I'm going to cut your eyes and feed your ass to the sisters. Who were the sisters? At, okay. Uh, at this point, I thought the sisters was maybe like zombies that they were keeping in the jail cell. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. For a moment, you know, it sounds like, hey, Scratch might actually have a soul. You know, she cuts Tar. She says, if I hear you do something like that again, I'm going to cut your eyes out. But then when Tar apologizes and says he'll never touch Lizzie again, she says... I don't give two shits about her. You were supposed to be there an hour ago. I don't care if you're fucking a rat. Just be where I tell you to be the next time I tell you to be there. Scratch knows Lizzie from the road outside the depot and from the war when Lizzie was tossing shit out the balcony with the maulers. So Scratch beats her up a few times. And Bricks says, what are you doing? He's the other mauler that's there. Now, he might have said some things before this and I just didn't catch it or write it down. But what do you guys think about Bricks? Seems like he's, he's going to be a good guy. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm getting at. that's what I was thinking. He also seems, I don't know. Maybe a little dim-witted. No, he strikes me. He's just going along with the flow, right? Like, he's just he knows he's just a cog in this machine, it seems like. Because, like, you know, when everything's going on, he's like, aren't I, aren't I in charge here? And Bricks well, is like, I just think yeah, if well, I guess. someone was like, if he was really good, then he would have maybe 
tried to stop uh, Tard guy just a little bit. He didn't even like bother. To, he, he knew what he was doing. You know what it kind of reminds me of is like how you have like the short like short man syndrome and the really big tall burly guy but the big tall yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. the big guy does whatever the short guy tells him to do kind of thing that's kind of what i think is going on here well i mean like he knew what tard was doing tard god he's like i'm gonna take this girl back into this mattress store (laughs) it was a furniture store they could have been looking for a nice armoire maybe he's gonna put her in something for transport so and again to debunk the whole scratch having a soul theory she says for the record talking to lizzie i have no problem with tar tearing you up until his balls fall off but we're behind (laughs) schedule yeah but we're behind schedule as it is but there's always later now get up we need to go and then lizzie pukes again interesting i thought that was a really convenient uh way to get around the whole rape scene by the way like convincing and like when he started the whole rape scene i was like oh this is I really don't want to listen to this, kind of like Greg. But then she started puking all over the place, and then he was like, "Nope, yeah." At first, I I didn't think the first. I listened to it twice, the whole show. I didn't the first time. I didn't think she puked. I didn't get that until later on when she they were like she's puking again. I thought maybe she peed or something. I didn't understand what's a gurgly pissing sound coming from her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? A lot was going on, Britt. I'm sorry that I wasn't. It's okay, Greg. I know your mind was probably going a thousand miles a minute. Heart was racing. You were sweating. It's understandable. Well, I'm always sweating. Mm. So, if you guys can't tell by now, I should have mentioned this earlier. I, instead of like flashing back to Saul and Bert and from Lizzie to this, I'm just reading like the entire scenario per group. It's working. It's doing good. I will figure that'd be better. Okay, so again, Lizzie pukes and Scratch tells them to take off her handcuffs, load her up in the car, and meet up with the rest. And apparently, she needs to drop someone named Pippin off. Scotty. You, Scotty Pippin. Scotty Pippin. <laughs> yes, it was definitely Scotty Pippin. Scotty Pippin. <laughs> Back and better than ever. So, Tar and Scratch have an interesting conversation. Tar says, what about the other one? Scratch replies with, we still have her. Tar says, no, the one already there. No response. Scratch says, not for a while. Now go. Bricks, don't let anyone touch her until you see me again. What's up with all these nicknames? Everybody's got a nickname. That's why I think Bricks is a little slow, because he's, he's a pile of bricks, is what he is. Nice, nice. Um, so yeah, Scratch says, Bricks, don't let anyone else touch her. One before, she said, I don't care if you fuck a rat, or I don't care if you boink you until his balls fall off. So Tara's like, well, wait a minute, and Scratch says, I changed my mind. What I did to Poncho would be nothing compared to what you would experience. So at that point, Scratch leaves, Lizzie throws the chair out of the window and draws the M in the dust, and they knock her out. Smart thinking. Clever right. girl. Very clever. Uh, so now they're in the car and heading to wherever they are going. And Brick says, we shouldn't have hit her. What if she's really hurt? Now Lizzie wakes up, says that they were just defending themselves. Because before, uh, Scratch had made mention, had t- told Lizzie that I remember who you were. You know, you pretty much you killed a bunch of our people. And then Lizzie says, we are just defending ourselves. So that's what that was about. So then Tarda says bullshit, and he starts talking about a guy named Johnny, who is a Mala resident. Says Johnny was once a nice guy to talk to, but he suffered burns over half of his body thanks to the war at the tower, and he's not so nice anymore. He would hate for Johnny not to be able to meet Lizzie. Lizzie says, my friends know where you live, and Tara says, I'm just not worried. Oh, look, we're here. And Lizzie goes, no. And I thought I'd finally have something to contribute to the conversation, but then the episode continues. Now, Bert and Saul. So they are driving around looking for Lizzie in an area that Bert had already searched that morning. They spot a chair in the road, and Bert says that it wasn't there earlier. So Bert and Saul investigate. They walk into the furniture store. They make notice of the bad smell, which is the puke. There's dust over everything, and from what they're able to come up with, there were three people inside at one point. They notice a W traced into the dust. 
Saul spots blood on a towel and on the bed and immediately jumps to the conclusion that it is Lizzie, saying that she left breadcrumbs, the chair, the blood. The W turns out not to be a W, it's actually an M for Maulers. Dun, dun, dun. Saul picks up a piece of cloth from the ground and shows Bert. Bert says that the cloth was the same color blue Lizzie was wearing before she had left. Saul, understandably, goes batshit, says he's going to kill all of them. Well, now you're combining areas, though, right? What do you mean? I, I read it the second time. that when, I thought there was two separate ones. Where for The first one, they find the smashed out gas station, or wherever it was, with the M on the thing, the floor. They saw the chair in the road. And then down – or am I confusing you? Did they stop th- at the same place? I thought they stopped where she got stunned originally, and then I thought later on in the episode they stopped at the furniture store. That's where I they think- found the blue mattress and all that stuff – or the blue fabric on the mattress. Okay, what I think happened was – remember when Lizzie threw the chair out the window and she traced the M in the, yeah. in the dust? Okay, that okay. Was the we were catching up. See, I thought well, – the way I read it was that I didn't understand when uh, – uh, yeah, your, your way makes more sense. So Saul goes bash it, like I said, he's going to kill all of them, and then I need to make note of the seriously depressing music at this point. Like, go back, and if you didn't pay attention. Oh, it was <laughs> so sad. It oh, was... I think that bit by Saul was, like, one of the best pieces of acting. Uh, it was really believable. Like, he sounded, like, legitimately, like, look, Bert, you don't get it, and um, it just oh, it was, was kind of moving. It was very moving. I shed tears. A manly tear. Your mascara started running. Yeah, just so yeah. So uh, Bert, you know, is kind of he's trying to calm Saul down. He says we can't do this alone. So he radios to Angel, asks him to empty his apartment, which holds the old contents of Bert's shop, locked and loaded. So now we have Bert, Saul, Angel, Michael, and Riley all together, and they start devising this plan. You know, they're making note. There's two guard towers, one on the north side, one on the south side. Riley's supposed to swing around with a hummer, and Angel will mow all of them down with a turret. And then Michael starts arguing that running in guns blazing might not be the best idea because Lizzie might be in there and she might get hurt. Angel agrees with Michael. So when Riley tries to convince Saul to see their point, he calls her Frenchie. That pissed Angel off. <laughs> I, I lolled. I laughed. I thought that was pretty funny. Lol. Bert suggests blowing a hole through the back door. He has C4 and admits that only 10% of his stock was actually legal. I lolled at that too. Michael suggests that <laughs> I did. Michael suggests that they take a better look at this place instead of devising his plan without really knowing what they're going up against. So Bert is hoisted onto a roof, and the Maulers are no longer there. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. So I think we covered most of everything. It was a, it was a good episode. There was a lot, you know. I think of little things that were significant that might not matter right now, but they will later on. You know what I'm tr- still trying to to piece together is the uh, the whole about last night. Like what what was that exactly in reference to? Uh, uh she fucked Saul and now she's pregnant and she, she's well, vomiting she morning, all over the place. She, she has morning sickness one day later. <laughs> that was the morning sickness. Okay, well you know what they're they're exaggerating the about last night. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Greg. Do you need to be taught sexual education again? You know what? I'm sure we can find a class for you. A lot of time passed. We don't know when they had the sex. All right? Don't get up <laughs> in my face. Yeah. Okay. So. What, why is she vomiting? Why is she sick? What's happening? Yeah, that's the thing. I uh, knew she was just getting sick at the thought of being raped. That was. No. I mean. That is I know. No. I'm. Look. That's. That would make sense. That would be plausible. But mm-hmm. I agree. That's probably not the only reason. No. I mean. I know when I've never been in a situation like that where I've been scared to the point where I want to throw up. But you know how you get kind of like queasy. I'm just saying that that's what I assumed. Unless she is knocked up. Unless she did knock boots with Saul and he does have a small weird strain of the virus. And now she has it. And now she's going to tear down their new area. 
Yeah, whatever. Wherever they're moving to. The, wherever, the yeah. Caravan. So where, where the hell are they? Heck if I know. By the way, that new map that came out—that's pretty cool. Uh, <sighs> I was gonna I like talk that. about that later. Sorry. Please. Good. God, I'm just totally. That kidding. was like no. a week and a half ago. Right? I know. No. 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 I think it was longer than that. And here's what I want to point out, Brittany, that okay. I need sex ed education. <laughs> you know what? There's a poll right now on the forums, and I'll have you know that Lizzie is winning, and the topic is who will be the first mother in the tower. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. All right. Okay. Okay. I, I, all right. Okay. I'm about to throw this mic down and walk off the show. So where are the Maulers? Bees, you said you have no idea. Well, I mean, they're setting up, they're, they're setting up camp. They, they obviously found some place. They wouldn't just go out without having a place to go. Now, if you will recall Bees Ball, they all, well, most of them came from prison. So I think they're at Eastern Bay, the prison. That's where I'm thinking they went. You think they're going back to prison? I think so. I think, you know, when shit hit the fan, they're all excited to get out of prison. It's like, yeah, you know, Scratch came by, released all of them. Happy, happy, joy, joy. But then they realize that a strip mall is not the best place, you know, to hold your fort. So now they're heading back to prison where I think it's more fortified. And I'm assuming at this point it would be cleared out. So that makes sense. Um, I, don't know. I still think, I mean, there's no, like, evidence that that's the case. That's just speculation. But I think no. it is plausible for sure because lizzie when tar said over here she goes no so did she see the prison and recognize it when she drove by it with bert and saul you know when they did the whole fuel depot mission i just read it as that she looked up and realized it wasn't the place she thought it was exactly she was she looked up she's like oh crap this isn't the mall so they don't know where they where i am so so this is a weird theory of mine maybe they're at the airports but that's just a possibility i don't think that's true I mean, I don't know what the point would be to fly off with Lizzie, but that's just another place. The problem is, if they did fly off, how on earth would they find out where they went? Uh, Kalani would come out and he would trace the uh, air, how how the air <laughs> is going. <laughs> he would follow the air, follow his nose. No, Bricks would leave a note behind. He's a good guy. I have hope for this kid. So let's see. There is people talking on the forum about maybe they're at Fort Irwin, but I think Casey said that's about four hours away from the tower in normal conditions, not talking about, you know, jam-packed roads, whatever. Arkham from the forum said maybe she recognized someone standing wherever, in front of wherever they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You think that's possible, the other person, the other one? The, or you... the, like the rat? Well, no, well, I mean, they say they, they still have the other one. How did you read that? I was trying to think, is there anybody from the tower that has left? I mean, is it possible? It's... Well, that's what I was thinking, too. I mean, but, okay, so Riley, Burr, Angel, Saul, Michael are all at the Mauler's base right now. We haven't heard from Kalani in a while or Kelly. It's the kid. It's Kelly's kid. That's who it is. Tommy? He didn't really die. Tommy, yeah, he didn't really die. He's yeah. a, <laughs> he's a he burnt escaped. zombie walking around. Hey, Tommy could be the rat too. You're so silly. I believe it was the ant as well. Bees, you sound like an effing idiot. Whatever, it doesn't matter. And now does this make us think that maybe Kelly or Pegs is the rat? That's why she, Scratch hadn't heard from them in a while? That could be it. Um, Someone, I read somewhere that they, oh no! Actually, it was a twit. Twits. Wow, a tweet. It was a twit. <laughs> it was a tweet. Someone. Uh, tweet on the dead Twitter thing that uh, somebody said on <laughs> I hate you. No, I'll find the kid's name. He um, he tweeted us and he said that he thinks. Oh, here we go. Uh, P A P A V J three three. Papa Papa J V three three. Sorry. He said. Why didn't you just say that? Because I couldn't tell what it was. She's a computer. She just has to process the information <laughs> in real time. Papa V 
No, he said he thinks the rat isn't someone malicious. He thinks someone good is being blackmailed. BV Glee, that's the name, uh, had a really good theory on the whole situation. I'm going to read that says, my money is that the Maulers are going to Eastern Bay. After the Maulers were attacked when they discovered and pursued Saul, they were hit hard, and they wanted the tower. They didn't make it, so they moved to the next best suitable location, a prison. Their prison, for that matter. They fixed whatever was damaged, destroyed during the breakout, and holed up inside. By the way, Lizzie's reaction was obvious. She had been there, and Bert told her about the kind of place it was and the kind of guests it hosted. Besides, she has never been to the arena, so she wouldn't be surprised to find herself there, because some people were thinking maybe they went to the arena. Moreover, the Maulers were low on ammo. If they weren't able to take the tower, they are much less able to take the arena. And even if they raided the base of Michael's unit and got all the hardware and ammo that Angel and Kalani failed to get, they wouldn't be go they wouldn't be going to the arena, but back to the tower with a vengeance. Maybe that's what they're planning at Eastern Bay, and that's why they have the deserters. Maulers who are not up for a second round and decided to run for it rather than face the tower defenders. Boom. That's a lot rolled up into one. Why would people desert if they are leaving the strip mall for a more fortified prison. Because Latch is insane. Latch? Scratch. Whatever. Scratch. <laughs> Latch, Scratch. Whatever. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Tommy's the mom. The PMS girl. She's insane. Did you say the penis girl? That's why. PMS girl. He said PMS. <laughs> PMS. <laughs> the penis girl. <laughs> I missed that. I missed that oh one. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, let's. Oh, here's another theory from Paul Parker. It says, Dear Britt and Greg, I bid you an ass to ass. My theory where the Mahler's new place is the mental hospital mentioned near the very start of the show. Reasons. Well, in 20 part two, the guys have a list with names on it. Maybe those who escaped when they took over. They could be tracking those escaped patients down because they fear them telling the tower or someone else of their new hideout. It sets up an awesome series finale as a tower finds them and attacks and they would be close to ground zero and some weird shit could go down referring to, wow, this is the longest sentence ever, go down referring <laughs> to zombies and I would lead to perhaps new zombies and a possible reappearance of Paul. There you go. Paul. Paul. Everybody's waiting for Paul. Paul. I'm Paul. <laughs> I'm Paul. So we've touched base on the conversation between Scratch and Tar why we think Lizzie is sick. Um, Adrian HD thinks it's morning sickness. Job thinks yeah. it's morning sickness. Uh, that's an, that tends to be the favorable reason. So, Greg, you are confident it is morning sickness. I'm not confident, but I think that, that that's what I'd pick. To, to me, there's only one of two things. It's either she's sick or it's morning sickness. Like, sick of, you know, like, scared. I mean, like, I can't think of any other reason that she would be puking all over the place. That would have to do with the story anyway. Okay, so let's talk about these sisters. I thought they were like zombie pets, but apparently, bees, you know more about this than I do, right? I do? Please tell us. What? Well, what? what's that a reference to? What? Oh, boy. The sisters. God damn it. <laughs> well, I don't know. Little sisters? I don't know. Bioshock? <laughs> this is going over my head. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, I'll take the reins back on this one. Um, it's a reference to the Shawshank Redemption. Oh. Yeah, they're... What? That's what... Casey said it's a prison term for a type of inmate. Oh, so oh it's... Oh, my God. Oh, oh, yeah. oh okay. okay, yes. Oh, yes. All right, we got it. We're oh, back yeah. on the same page. Okay, yeah. And apparently yes. these sisters are a prison gang that likes to rape inmates. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I mean, All right. Yeah, gotcha. they're, you know... They're monsters. That's how they describe them in the thing, too. I think I, maybe I'm – I don't remember. I thought Morgan Freeman said something along the lines. They're not even, like, 
homosexuals are just horrible people. Like it's not like they're. I mean, they're definitely raping people, which you know. Ma- but they're, it, it's not that they're doing it because they're gay. They're doing it because they're just crazy. Well, you heard uh, Tardis. He was Tardis. Like, oh, I haven't had any in forever. I'll do anything. He's like, I don't I... Care. she's puking all over me. <laughs> he said he'd <laughs> he'd it. risk SARS at that point. I know. Yeah, he'd risk SARS. That's pretty bad. That's really gross. Yeah. So <laughs> now what? Now what happens? Well, there's going to be at least another episode of them trying to track down where the Maulers are headed. Correct. I think the rat is going to come to light this chapter. I think that's going to show itself. There's obviously going to be some kind of butting of heads. There's going to be some serious gunfire going on. Another war. So the next episode doesn't release until the 25th or 26th. One or the other. And I, it's the 25th. It's the 25th. Okay. And yeah. the season two will wrap up sometime in July. So we have a few more chapters to wrap things up. Plenty to tell. Yes, plenty to tell. So Crockett's man, here's his theory. He says, here's what I think will happen. They have Lizzie, yes, but Durai is a reasonable man. And once the 50 cal rounds start pouring through their concrete walls, he'll be more than happy to trade Lizzie back to get the attack to stop. We know that the Maulers have mostly small caliber weapons. While Bert is bringing his MGs to bear on them, I think they'll decide to turn Lizzie loose real fast. Now this brings up a few things. Do you guys think Durai is even alive? He was the commander of the Maulers during the war. He was the one talking on the radio. With no, the- uh, I think her name is Scratch. I'll get it right this time. I'm pretty sure she just <laughs> took, took care of it. She took she control. Just- yeah, when she took the mic that one time, I thought that was pretty definitive that she was now in charge. Here's my problem. Number one, we talked about this last show. In the, when we started the show here, Saul's fine. It, he right. wasn't. He was totally just ready to go, even though he'd been comatose forever. <laughs> and then number two, zombies are a non-issue now. Mm. People just wander the streets and go into buildings and yada, yada, yada. And like, there's no threat anymore of zombies. I'm, I'm very upset with that. Well, do you think that... Is some has something to do with something a plot point that we don't know about? Uh, yeah, I mean, you talked about it last time, right? Where she was saying, I, I, "We've never seen anything like this. What are they planning?" Kind of thing. So maybe they are gathering somewhere, but oh, from that's... that chapter twenty-two blurb that we read with yeah. Tanya. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Well, that's what makes sense that they're gathering. I mean, we know about the whole arena thing, so they're obviously organized somehow. I think th- they're smarter than we give them, and they're organizing some sort of takeover. I don't know. The one it's with the markings. He's organizing yes, yes. them all in the arena. No, I, I wish the zombies would come back. I mean, you know, that's... Okay, so clearly this story isn't focused on zombies anymore. It's, you know, whatever. Well, it, it, it needs to be focused on people, obviously. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying every episode needs to be something. But, I mean, just like, you know, it just seems like now, like, Lizzie wanted... Like, you figure... Remember that day when Michael was, you know, playing hardball and he's like, you want to leave? Go ahead. And there's a zombie right there. Right, yes. And now Lizzie yes. just gets outside. She's like, well, all right. I'm going to just walk down this road and figure out what I'm going to do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you got to imagine, I guess, that... You know, over time, I mean, how long has it been? Like six months or something? I think it's only been a few months, like four or five months. Yeah, so I mean, I I guess they're starving or they're Um, dying off somehow. I I think there's something something going on, and there's a reason that they've been ignored for so long. Uh, Yeah, I mean, mean, there's two or three more seasons of this show. Uh, they're not going to get rid of the zombies, you know, one and a half seasons. Well, I'm not saying the zombies are gone forever. I'm just no. saying there needs to be at least one on the street to remind us that we're in the zombie yes. apocalypse. Yeah. No, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I, well, I think if there wasn't something going on, I think Casey would, you know, just like slip in like a zombie girl like here or there and like have Lizzie pop one or something. But the fact that they're not like existing. Yeah, like these poor said, winners of the contest. When are they going to get in the show? I know. Yeah. It's going to be like two years from now. There was the one thing about how they were going to trade Lizzie just for them to call a ceasefire. I I don't know. That seems like not enough confrontation. 
yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. I mean, if Bert has all of his shit, you know, loaded from his yeah. room, and, and that's I mean, that's completely reliant on the whole Darai being a, a cool guy still or whatever. But it's all scratch, and she's insane. There's no shape way she would call <laughs> off anything. No, I don't think so. She's probably like screaming to the radio. Now, even if Darai was still alive, I don't think he would be like, oh, you're, you're shooting at our prison. Please take your girl back and stop. <laughs> Leave us alone. No, I think he has some sort of like leading leadership background. So I don't think he would be, you know, just we don't really know much about this dude anyway. True. But that's just what I'm coming up with. All right. Is that it? She's pregnant. <laughs> she is. Pete, not, oh, no. Pete wasn't anywhere. That would not even fly. Okay, never mind. You know what? Pete and her, they're both wandering out in the world. Who knows? Two free bottles with your first knock and boot session. Okay, so let's talk about this map. To help with these theories make more sense of them, Casey released a We're Alive map of Los Angeles. God, a few weeks ago. Could have even been longer than that. Is, anyway, it, is it possible for me to ask for a link so I can bring it up? I don't have it up right now. I will t- I'll tell you how to get there because you know that's what I do. Go to zombiepodcast.com slash forum. And then you're going to click on the link that says top news. And then on the thread that is called We're Alive map. Anyway, so it has really cool landmarks on there like the location of a tower, locked and loaded, the colony, the pumping station, Eastern Bay, etc., etc. Let's jump into some listener mail. Sean Boswell. And I believe he is talking about ink. He says, there's been a lot of debate about how this particular zombie is so intelligent, can still speak, etc. The TiVo recording mentioned that a mental patient suffering from paranoid schizophrenia named Bill Roberts, who was covered in tattoos and went by the alias Ink, was responsible for several murders and being transferred to the same mental hospital that Angel had mentioned earlier. One well-known symptom of schizophrenia is multiple personalities. Could it be that due to his condition and out-of-whack brain chemistry, one of his personalities has survived through his infection? Is that why he retained so much more human intelligence than the others and the ability to speak? Please discuss. That's a very complex theory. Yeah, that's I, a... Uh, I don't know, that, that relies on a lot that, you know, one of his... A personality would make it through the zombie, yeah. It has to have some sort of role. Yeah, I would... Yeah... I mean, part of me wants to say that it's just like one, because I think this virus was something that was built. So part of me wants to say that it's just one strain of virus that it's, that affects humans differently than the other strain. Yeah. But then again, it, why would they mention that he has this? To me, I, I felt like from this whole thing that he was probably like some sort of prototype or something. Yeah, just out of whack guy at a mental hospital. Oh, we'll take him for testing. Yeah, and then, you know, their first one, he results and, you know, he's not perfect or whatever, and then everybody escapes so yeah so i mean it's definitely not you know it's definitely a possibility okay bradley frazier says okay you guys were discussing tanya's line about how she went through a lot of trouble to get the drugs for saul i believe it means both the trouble to get out of the colony and the trouble the colony had in originally getting the medicine where would you get such drugs a hospital in chapter 17 skittles warns angel you better not go to near the doctor's hospital Near the doctors, because that is where the smart zombies live. Doctors are smart, so doctors, zombies are smart. I bet that raiding the hospital is a death trap and then some. Because we never found out where they got all their supplies from. And that was just, he was just touching on a point that we made last week. That we don't know what Tanya meant when she said they went through a lot of trouble to get those. Yeah. Well, I I assumed, I don't know, I, I always assume the simplest solution. And to me, when she says, you know, we went through a lot of crap. Everybody, when the zombie apocalypse happens, is going to go to Walmart. They're going to go to Costco. Or they're they're going to go to Costco. They're going to go to Costco and hole up in Costco because no one will go Costco's there. Costco's a bad idea. 
No. And then they'll go to the hospital to get, like, antibiotics, and it's just going to be a madhouse in there. But you're just hating, because wherever you go to hole up aren't going to have free cream puffs and free Go-Gurt samples waiting for you. You would be dead in two <laughs> seconds in a zombie yeah. I would not you be would dead. Be I am so very good. Dead. I am very good with a firearm. I'll have Look, the I, I'm so totally ch- on... Greg's side with us. You, Costco's not a good idea. Thank you. Have people written in? Have we asked people to write in? Please write in. And let Britt know. Yeah, why don't wrong. we put a poll up on the forums Actually, for we that. did. We got an email, and I didn't Oh, we got a it. email. No, wh- whatever. You I want more. Emails. You haven't gotten any emails in your defense. We're not All dead at gmail.com, and let me know if that's a good idea to go to Costco when okay. the zombie apocalypse okay. happens. Okay, but you want, you want to go straight to Costco. You'd hole up in, like, your little apartment or whatever. Yeah, and then you go to Costco when all the supplies are exactly. gone. Exactly. Okay. When, when someone has driven a van through the wall to take everything possible. <laughs> whatever. Your apartment could catch on fire and you could burn down in your apartment, Greg Miller. So could Costco. All I'm saying is that you think someone could really raid all of Costco in, like, five seconds flat? I'm when everyone saying. goes there, yes. Everyone oh. would go there, yes. <laughs> okay, but according to you guys, it's a terrible idea, so no one will go there, so I should be just fine. They're all going to go yeah, to the Yeah, but Walmart. the majority of people won't think this through like we have. Everybody else would be like, oh, this is crazy stuff. I'm going to Walmart. Okay, Walmart. I didn't say I'm going to Walmart. Whatever. Whatever. The, we don't have Costco. Okay, they're going to Sam's, dang it. Sam's You don't Club. have Costco in Georgia? Sam's Club is our Costco. Oh, uh, you poor soul. Whatever. You don't even know. When you come here. I have been to Costco, dang it. Okay, fine. Sam's anyway. Club and Costco are the exact same thing. Oh. So, <laughs> it's confusing. I know. It is, it's very, I can't, I can't handle it. Okay, so we got an email from Tom Cutting. And apparently, during episode two of We're Not Dead, I think that's when we had Jim Gleason on, we said that the outbreak did not happen internationally. We didn't think it was possible. But if you check out the TiVo in chapter two, the reporter does say that it did happen internationally. Major cities were breaking out internationally. So we need to clear the air on that. So thank you, Cutting Tea, for telling us we were wrong. That still doesn't mean it happened internationally simultaneously. I don't know. There could be flights that, you know, carried it before anybody noticed the, the outbreak. There's just, that's so far off. That's like really big uh, story arc that we're probably not going to find answers to these types of questions till the very end. Yep. So there's that. Um, Matt writes in and says, hey guys, well, I won't be able to make to the live show next weekend. Boo. I'd be able to attend this after party of sorts. Any details? Um, well, I don't know if it's gonna be so much an after party as much as it's gonna be like bar hopping. We will be around that. Bo- we will be around uh, the meltdown comics. Yeah, it won't be some like elaborate like VIP club session or you know. But um, no, we don't have any specific bars lined up yet. I know Shane, the co-creator of Our Live, is looking into booking a place. So when we find out, we'll make an announcement. Sod Hopper 355. That is awesome because Sod is a word that the character character Ogren uses in Dragon Age Origins. So Sod Hopper, that's an awesome name. Thanks, Britt. Nerd. What? Nerd. You guys are like not even able to talk. Hello, Greg, Britt, and guests. Do you guys have a Twitter account? I'd like to follow my favorite co-host for a podcast about a podcast. And seriously, when are you going to get that trademarked? We do have Twitter accounts. Beesball, you can go ahead and give yours to our guest this week. Guess what? It's Beesball. Woohoo! With a Z. <laughs> yeah, with a Z. That's right. Mine is Brit B R I T T five zero nine one. I'm Game Over Greggy. Yeah, Greggy G R E G G Y. E G G G Y. We're not that interesting. I didn't mean to make fun of you. But if you want I'm very interesting. No, you're not. I tweet you tweet Ghostbusters like once a videos. Week. 
I tweet links to IGN. And you tweet pictures of hot wings, you bastard. I, I do. I tweet, and I only tweet them at you. I know. And it, I'm <laughs> so pissed off because this new apartment I'm in, there's a bar literally like a two-minute walk away from me, and they don't serve hot wings. Wow. What bar does what? not serve hot wings? Amanda writes, I know you guys are gamers, and there are a lot of zombie video games out there. If you could create a zombie video game, what would be your ideal setting? I want an MMO. Really? Uh, which is a massive multiplayer online. Yes, that'd be awesome. Imagine if you could start these things, and there's zombies everywhere, and you need to go find uh, a location. You and I could start our own clan, Brittany. We could start the you know the War Alive Tower, and we have to go find the tower and then defend it from other people and you know fight from the zombies, go out and get resources, stuff like that. Just a never-ending zombie apocalypse game okay. where there isn't some end goal of where I find out that everybody's infected because of hamburger meat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a zombie MMO. God, I can't remember the name of it. But there's there's, a, there's some developed. in production I've heard about. Yeah, yeah. You know what I think you need to do is you need to live out like a live action role playing zombie MMO. A that'd LARP. Be sweet. LARPing. Yeah, a LARP. Oh my god. That'd be amazing. Be and that'd be the other thing. If your character ever got bitten and became a zombie, then you, your character would just continue on as a zombie until yeah. it either got sh- yeah. got shot in the head or whatever, and then you your character is done. You gotta create a new one. I'm sure, well, because I don't know if I'd like that. You know, you have, like, this character. You, like, built up, like, this elaborate tower, and then you get bit, and then you're a zombie for the rest of the game. Totally. I mean, you can have multiple accounts. I bet they could have, a, if you had, like, a, a We're Alive type setting with, like, a really complex story, you could have a really cool game, like, uh, Mass Effect in this sort of setting. Like, where Zombies you're making a lot space. of different cool story. Yeah, not in space. <laughs> but, like, a lot of cool decisions and, like, who's going to be, you know, the boss and, you know, Decide whether mm-hmm. you need to put handcuffs on Saul or not, and you know those types of things. <laughs> oh, and, I think okay. So my like ideal zombie game, it would start off. You know, you're a kid, like in middle school or something. You you wake up at seven thirty. You got to go downstairs. You got to have your bowl of cereal. But what you, is this Pokemon? <laughs> no, Come what, on. what are you talking about? No, is I'm this just Friday. Got to have your bowl of there, cereal. There, <laughs> someone caught on. Way to go, bees. You you win. No, but I'm, <laughs> like I just want the setting to be like I want there to be like a prologue you know and i just want there to be like that you see it from the beginning the middle to the end like you start out as a kid maybe you're at school and shit hits the fan and then you're on your own from there and then as like the disease or whatever progresses so does your character and you start out as a kid and then you the end the game as like an old like fart or something okay so it's like really big story arc it could be a trilogy bioware hi you guys are good at these things. That's just, I'm just saying. I think You want to play like a 20 year, I guess, Jesus, that doesn't sound old, but you know what I mean. A 50 year <laughs> zombie game? The first game could take place from years, from the ages like 10 to 20, and then from 20 to whatever. I don't know. I don't even. The last game would just I'm be not Mad a game Max, developer. That's not. Yeah, V8. that's not my job. I'm just saying. You just pitch the ideas. Somebody else does. That's, that's all I do. And gotcha. Then, uh, yep. Uh, great games have been made after my ideas. I'll have you know. <laughs> so that wraps that up. Come to Meltdown Comics on the sixteenth. Oh. <laughs> uh, I have not listened to this end, but Ronald Troyer has sent us what he has claimed to be a better ending of Rebecca Black's Friday. Okay, Apparently, I'm, ass- I'm assuming you haven't might- listened to it yet, but you're already going to agree to put it in. Yeah, why not? He tr- why not? We're, we're the forum come to life. You never exactly. know what's going to get posted on the forum. <laughs> okay. You never know. Yeah. So I apologize if this is. I'm sure it's amazing, so I'm not going to apologize for anything. So enjoy. So for Greg, for Bees, and for myself, thank you for listening to episode 11, and we're out. Bye. Goodbye. It's Friday, Friday. Yeah. Friday.